helping disciple makers ignite a movement locally and globally. This is the Disciple First Podcast. Now, here's your host, Craig Etheridge. Welcome back to the Disciple First Podcast. It's a podcast by disciple makers and for disciple makers. I'm Craig Etheridge, and I'm here with Debbie Scheller. Debbie is a women's ministry disciple-making team leader at Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky. By training, she's a registered nurse and an exercise psychologist, but by calling, she is a passionate follower of Jesus. Her life and ministry changed dramatically when she began to study the methods and model of Jesus's life. And this radical change caused her to focus on Jesus's style of disciple-making for the methods and model of the women's ministry in which she leads. Debbie has been married to Greg for 23 years and is the spiritual mom to many, many young ladies and a dear friend uh, to uh, the Flashpoint Conference and all those that, uh, that we minister with. So Debbie, just really great to have you on the program again. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you. So Debbie, we're talking today a little bit about, boy, this is an important subject, and that is handling crisis as a disciple maker. You know, so many times as you're investing in people, uh, life is going to happen and crisis is going to happen. And so how have you had to handle crisis as you minister to women? And, and what, what could you share with us about this? Well, I think the first thing is um, we have to just know that, that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. If we're doing ministry, we're doing life with people. Uh, so we can't lose heart. We have to know that that's going to happen. Uh, we also, one of the things that for us here, we had to realize in our culture today, we had to, to kind of shift our mindset from church ministry to, to street ministry. Because we live in a culture that uh, fewer and fewer people have a biblical worldview or have any idea really what Scripture says. So for us as staff, we had to have a paradigm shift of, of going, okay, uh, we can't use Christianese, or uh, we have to, to be uh, wise and open to, uh, because the crisis that we handle today are far different than even eight years ago when I started here. And the other thing is crisis, I think, is um, it's just a real opportunity uh, that we need to embrace it as an opportunity to equip our disciples that we're discipling and, um, uh, and, and realizing that God really, He refines us through crisis. He refines us. He's always teaching us and molding us through crisis. So, um, so those were the, the, the first things that I think of in handling crisis. Is we have to know that it's going to happen. I think sometimes we can lose heart, uh, but so really being girded for, for that idea that it's going to happen. Um, but I think for us that the, there are three types of crisis that we have, we've dealt with, I think, a lot is, and that's just the crisis of identity, uh, the crisis of character, and a crisis of, of faith. And, and so um, I think the crisis of identity is uh, we struggle in our, in our culture. We struggle in our, um, in our walk of really, you know, understanding who we are in Christ. And so there are a lot of things that happen that we fall back into our kind of that 
that old way. Uh, we forget uh, that, as First Peter talks about, that we are aliens and strangers in the world. And, and so we have to know that there are crises that happen because we, we've determined to set ourselves apart, and, um, and that's hard. And so, uh, so there's family crisis that can happen with that. There's, um, you know, Scripture also says that, you know, that we're rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to Him. And rejection is hard. And so those, that, you know, crisis of identity. And, and so we really spend a ton of time in our ministry really trying to um, continually talk about our identity uh, because we feel like that's uh, an area that the enemy really, uh, really attacks us on a constant basis, is that, that crisis of identity. And then I think the crisis of character, of course, that is also a, 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 a big one, but it's also, I think, rooted in our, our crisis of identity, is that crisis of character, because it's hard for us to, to be holy if we don't really know whose we are. And, uh, and so we face that crisis of character a lot, whether it's through broken marriages, um, just making poor decisions and um, putting ourselves in positions that would not be honoring. And um, what we have found in, in our ministry is just the, um, the increasing use of, of drugs and alcohol and that has been an area where we are continually having to minister in ways that, like I said, even eight years ago, we would not have had to minister in the way that we are now. So that's just another, you know, another crisis of character. Um, I, I always share that, that you know, First Peter 5 eight that the enemy is a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He knows our weaknesses, and he, he's looking for that that weak time in our life, that, that weakness. And so, um, and so those are the, those crisis moments. Um, I also think crisis of faith. I think that, that, um, when God doesn't answer our prayers in the time frame that we want him to, or in the way that we think he, he should, uh, we have to be reminded of Romans twelve twelve, where it says we're patient in affliction. Um, you know, or, or how James says the testing of our faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work. And so handling crisis really means, as, as um, disciple-makers, is that we've got to uh, hang in there, hang in there with them, journey with them through these different types of, of crisis, and um, continually point them to Scripture. Uh, we need to... Uh, you know, pray with them uh, often and continue to model that dependency on Christ. Uh, we need to be willing to get really messy with them. I think um, it's very uh, uh, easy to want to run away uh, as disciple makers when someone is in a in a crisis because it's like we will think, I don't know how to handle this, and yet. Uh, we need to, to continue to journey with them. We need to pray with them. We need to extend a lot of, of grace. But Jesus came in grace and truth, and so I think it is uh, that happy balance, if you will, of grace and truth. 
and that's an area I think that as as Christians, we have a lot of room to grow. I think uh, I, I often say to our women that um, we are um, we're very, very quick to extend grace to our fellow believer, but then we want to hit the unbeliever over the head with truth. And in the reality, we should probably extend more truth to the believer and more grace to the unbeliever. Um, and so, but it, we should have both, right? We should, uh, you know, far more, uh, far more truth, I think, needs to happen with believers. And, and using Scripture as, as our guide, asking good questions, and allowing them to wrestle, allowing them to wrestle. Um, there are so many stories. I, I think of a situation of uh, a woman who was uh, in a, um, an extramarital uh, an affair, uh, so she had committed adultery, and, uh, and all of her friends had scattered. Her Christian friends had scattered because they just didn't know what to do with it. And, but she had one friend, one good friend who was a, who was a Christ follower, who continued to stay along, alongside of her. And that right there is, I think, disciple-making, handling crisis and disciple-making is first a commitment that you're not going to run away when it gets hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, she prayed with her and she extended truth, but because she was Holy Spirit dependent, she knew when to, to, to give truth, when to give grace. Um, but the bottom line is she just, she, she didn't run away. Um, I think it's also important as a disciple maker, we have to know our limits. There are going to be some crises that we're not going to be able to handle. And so knowing our limits, uh, you know, we here at, at Southeast have a great care ministry. Not every church has that. Um, so we're really fortunate. But one of the things that we really encourage our um, our disciple makers to do is, hey, if this is beyond you, if this crisis is more than you can um, walk through alone, uh, walk with them to our care ministry. Come alongside of them as we point them to another resource, um, because every time we do that, we grow as a disciple maker. We le- learn more um, also. And so um, knowing our, our limits, I think, is, is uh, very important as well. Um, we really spend a lot of time even gathering resources, knowing what our, whether it is marriage resources, because that tends to be a, a, a real crisis that, that we see a lot of. Um, but we, like I said, we see a lot of women who are still hurting from um, abortions that they had 20 years ago. So having resources that way, um, drugs and alcohol, lots of, of issues with that. Um, even sexual identity, we're seeing a lot of you know, the gender confusion. And so having the, the resources and knowing where to point uh, women, I think, is critical also. Um, but yeah, so, you know, crisis of identity, crisis of character, and crisis of faith, those are the ones that we really, I think, see a lot of, and then uh, but really talking about how do we journey with women through that. Um, and we've we've seen a whole lot more of, of those crises just because we have, uh, we've, 
really made ourselves, uh, we positioned ourselves to be really vulnerable and uh, to say it's okay to be right where you are, um, knowing that God doesn't want us to stay there. Uh, but when we do that, when we've created that environment, uh, it's really allowed women to um, to really seek some freedom that they didn't even know that they could ever have. And and so I think that's the beauty of crisis, too, is, is that God does want to use that for His good, for His glory. And so, um, so yeah, so those are some things that we've, we've done here that we've noticed. You know, uh, Jesus leveraged crisis so well. Uh, when you yeah. look at the life of Christ, so many people turn to him as a result of crisis. Just about yeah. every miracle is a response to a crisis. And yeah. so I, I really um, resonate with what you're saying that that Christ is not something we need to run from. Crisis is something we need to recognize that God yeah. is at work in this and that God wants to use this crisis to reveal himself to this person. Um, yeah. and, and he can use this for good in their life uh, if they will turn to him. Um, so as, as you walk through, you, you talked about how you know, staying with them in the crisis, not abandoning uh, this woman that's in crisis, you know, being, you know, being spirit directed as to how, when to give grace, when to give truth and just the, the, the balance of that. Um, But how, um, how do you continue to walk with a woman when you don't see that she is responding to you? You know, I, I think a lot of times, People will, okay, I'm walking with this person through this crisis, but then they just keep pulling away, pulling away, or harden their heart or uh, whatnot. What do you do then? Have you have you experienced that? And and if so, what, what do you do with that? Yes, and that is hard. That is so hard because your heart aches for them, and you know the freedom that they could experience. I had a situation absolutely... Um, um, my personal story is one of having um, some some marriage struggles early on in my marriage and, and making some unwise choices. And so I'm often uh, talking to women who are uh, having marriage struggles and having, um, you know, also making unwise choices. And, and so I had a, a gal who, uh, who, by all means, was looking for, she had reached out and was looking for help and uh, seemed to find herself in that desperate place. And so we, you know, we started meeting and, and I, we would, I would text her scriptures and, and um, just, you know, follow up with her. And all of a sudden it was, um, you know, it was kind of like crickets. You know, she wasn't responding to my text. She wasn't responding to my voicemail. She, you know, just, it was, um, she had put up just obstacles and, you know, I continued to to pray for her, and I continued to send texts, but just simple texts where, hey, just thinking about you today, praying for you, and that would be it. And then what would happen is, um, you know, it would go several days, and then maybe I would hear something. And then, truthfully, this, this particular situation, uh, it became, she became less and less, um, responsive. She became more more distant. And I continued to reach out, and I still do, well, just send a text. 
uh, here and there or just leave a, a voicemail. And, and in doing that, I have said, I am here. I'm here for you. I love you. I, um, you know, I just would love to hear from you. And so I think that, um, you know, there is that place where you, where you have to, uh, you, you as a disciple maker have to go, okay, I've done my part. And, um, but just continue to, to, uh, periodically have that olive branch, if you will, um, and not take that, um, you know, personally. So sometimes, you know, they, they, they want it and sometimes they don't. And so you just trust, uh, you know, I think about the scripture that says, you know, you know, there, there are some who water, there are some who plant, but then Jesus is the one who makes it grow. Mm -hmm. And so, but that continually reaching out on occasion, um, I, you know, wrote just a center, just a really simple card also, um, just so she knows that I'm here uh, if, if and when she is ready and needed. Because I will tell you, in my own situation, my own marital crisis, years ago, um, having someone who um, continually was there, um, even when I put up roadblocks, uh, I, that is someone who is still, I don't see this friend very often, but I have such a fondness, such an affection for someone who, uh, who I knew. She was the one friend that didn't run away from me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to continue to have some line of communication. Maybe it's just once a month that you're just sending something, um, that they know that you are, are there. And, and just realizing, you know, I often say to, um, especially for women, I think we try to fix people like we're fixers. And, and so, uh, just last week I had to have a conversation with someone who I said, you can't fix her there. You're trying to rescue her and there's only one rescuer and you're not in his name is Jesus. And so rest, love her well, but know that you can't fix her. And so there's a lot of truth. That, that, you know, there are things we can do, and there are things that we have to just, um, we have to rest that God is at work, even though we can't see it all the time. Mm. Um, because His Word is true, and it can be trusted. It will not return void. So if we have pointed them to Jesus, and we've used Scripture along the way, and we've prayed for them fervently, and we've prayed with them, um, that is, that's so attractive. People will not forget that. And when they are ready, they will come back. I've seen it time and time again. And so I think as disciple makers, we have to also know that um, we can't fix people. Um, that's God's job. God will do that work. So just trusting that, um, you know, and relying on the Holy Spirit to guide us in every step. But sometimes we take responsibility in ways that it's not our responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, we're to love, uh, we're to comfort with the same comfort that God has given us, has shown us. Um, but there are times when, um, you know, we have done what we can we can do. And so we just continue to just um, reach out on occasion and, and, and know that um, uh, God is still at work. 
And I think that's hard. I think that's hard when, when there are crises and people don't respond in the ways that we, we want them to, because we want it bad. We want it for them. Yeah, I think so much about um, disciple-making is is really spiritual parenting. Yeah. And um, just like with your own children at times, you know, they're, they're, they're not going the direction you want them to go, or they're hitting a crisis and you want to fix that, but you can. And, and just being there uh, and, um, like you said, speaking truth, praying over them, showing grace and kindness uh, to them, and just uh, urging them to come— uh, back to Jesus, um, you know, I, I think there's the, the appeal that we make, right? The appeal to come back and to walk with Jesus, that he wants to make this good and right in your life, uh, but you've got to turn to him for that. And then at the end of the day, you know, it's their decision. It's their choice yeah. that they have to make. And and ultimately, as you said, only God can turn their hearts toward him. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was in a meeting just yesterday, and we were we were digging into a passage, and it talked about in in Second Timothy chapter two, where it says that you know God may perhaps give them uh, repentance. You know, and it, there's the idea that it's God that really gives us even the desire to turn toward Him. That's a mm-hmm. gift from God, and I can't force someone. Uh, to repent or to turn back to the Lord, that's something that only God can do in their heart. So um, that's very, very encouraging because I think most people listening are probably walking somebody through that right now. They're going, yeah, I've been appealing and appealing, and they're not responding. Uh, but thank you so much, Debbie, for just yeah, encouraging yeah. us in that. Absolutely. You know, one other thing was super quickly, I think also in that we have to make sure that we have healthy boundaries with people. Mm-hmm. Um because I've, I've seen some handling crisis go really bad in um, when we didn't set up some healthy boundaries. So that would be my, my last little uh, tidbit is realizing that, um, that those healthy boundaries are they're guardrails for, for you and for them. And because there are going to be people who will want to, um, to just really, uh, just drain you, just uh, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way of saying it, just to suck the life out of you, mm-hmm. and um, and so that that would be my last my last word right there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Debbie, so much for sharing this with us, and and you may be listening in and say, man, this was really helpful. I, I sure would like to have more help on topics like this, well, go to disciplefirst.com. Disciplefirst.com is your one-stop shop for disciple-making resources to listen to practitioners just like Debbie and others that are in the field, making it happen in the local church. Uh, You can find all kinds of podcast resources available through disciplefirst.com. And also you can visit uh, one of our Flashpoint conferences. We have these conferences all across the country. You can go to flashpointconference.com for more information about a Flashpoint conference coming to a city near you. And until then, go and make disciples.